0: This podcast is presented to you by Pastors Tom and Bonnie Deschel from Celebration Church in Harare, Zimbabwe. For more information, please visit celebrationmen.org. I want to thank God this afternoon for Pastor Tom and Pastor Bonnie. And I thank God for the prophetic word that has just been released. And I think picking up from there, I just want to say to the father of the house, Pastor Tom, I'm one of those sons. I got connected to Pastor Tom 1994. I belong, belong to another ministry altogether. And as a young man in my early 20s, God gave me a mandate. And I didn't realize the magnitude of the mandate. And I was working for a bank, I think called Zimbank at the time. And I, I, I was called for an interview by Old Mutual. And to me, I didn't realize this was an assignment of God. I'm just giving this testimony because there are many of you that are seated here this afternoon. That are a bit like me, and you can draw strength from that. And as a young man, i had prayed. I think that year was the year that I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I'd got born again in 1988. The six years of my faith, of my Christian walk were tough because everything that I was seeing in the Word of God was not reality in my life. The Christian life was in the Word, but it was not happening in my life. Romans chapter seven. Romans chapter seven, I think, was my life. The things that I do. I do not do, but that which I do not desire to do, that is what I see happening in my life. Come Easter 1994, I get the baptism of the Holy Spirit. That is when this interview came up, up, and I was called for that interview. Interestingly enough, when I went for the interview, the lady for whose department I was going to be part of asked me, you say you are a charismatic or Pentecostal believer. Do you speak in tongues? And I said yes. And she mocked me, and she said, so you are those that pray crying and I said yes I'm one of them and the rest of the interview was me defending my faith a few months weeks later she says you are the guy that I want when I signed the offer fast forward when I signed the contract I'm going to hundred the chase they're opening that place for the first time and the Lord begins to speak to me because I was praying that God I want to see your reality Lord I want you to unleash and to release the seed that you have placed in me because during that baptism of the Spirit, he had given me, John 12, verse 24, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains alone. And I began to pray that prayer, but I, did, I that, that verse of Scripture, but I didn't realize what it meant in terms of me laying down my life. When I saw the three anchors of Old Mutual, please, if you work for that organization, I'm not saying, don't take things out of context. The Lord said, do you see that? And I said, what is that? He said, those are three anchors. And he says, that's a mockery of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Because an anchor is a foundation. And he said, look at, look at their, their, their mantra or, or, or their, their, their byline, their slogan. It was your friend for life. And he asked me, who is your friend for life? And I said, Jesus is my friend for life. And he said, that's the reason why I've sent you for this assignment. You are going to lay a prayer altar. And so cut a long story short, I ended up being one of those that started Lunch Hour Fellowship at Old Mutual until I resigned in 2003 going for another assignment. I want to say prayer works. Men ought always to pray and not to faint. Luke chapter 18 verse 1 says men must pray. Men must not hold back. Men needs to pray. It is mandatory. It is of necessity that you should pray. Oh, I I, I hoped I would get an amen. Nudge your neighbor, say you need to pray. pray. Or say it is necessary for you to pray. So even as we have heard the word of God, even during the course of the afternoon since the morning, God is at work. God is about your business. The reason why I gave that testimony, I want to say before we can talk of unity, before we can talk of the corporate anointing, until you discover and you find your individuality, until you begin to know who you are in Christ Jesus, you make it very difficult for us when we come into the corporate gathering, because you don't know your function and you don't know your place. Oh, I hope I'm speaking to somebody. This might seem redundant, but the Lord laid it on my heart that you are unique. That you are peculiar this afternoon. I need you to know that you are special in the eyes of God. Psalm chapter 40, that is the prayer of Christ Jesus. We are reading, I think, from verse number 6. You need not turn there. It says, law, I come in the volume of thine book. It is written of me to do thine will, O God. It says, thine law is in my heart. You only find your identity in Christ Jesus. You find your purpose in Christ Jesus, in the word of God. Until that happens, most of the prayers that you are praying are out of alignment because you don't know your mandate. You don't know your assignment. You have the days, the time that has been allotted to you is not making sense. Christ says the things that I do, I do because I do that which I see my father do. Now, if it was necessary for Jesus to spend extended time in the presence of God, Jesus was sinless. Jesus was the son of God. But the Bible says in the morning, Jesus would pray. In the afternoon, Jesus would pray. In the evening, he would pray. The Bible actually says, and he would spend the whole night in prayer. Oh, forgive me. I couldn't help but say it in Shona. I said your courage in the negative shocks me. Because you behave as if. Multimedia, you can help me flight those uh, slides. Jesus prayed in the morning. We must pray in the morning. Jesus prayed in the afternoon. We must pray in the afternoon. Jesus prayed in the evening. We must pray. Paul then says, we are to pray at all times. With all manner of prayer. Oh, hallelujah. We need to pray, beloved. Because until and unless we pray, will never be able to live out the full purpose of God. Because it is when we spend extended time in the presence of God. Psalm, tw- Psalm 26, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? He says, one thing have I desired. One thing will I seek. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord. To inquire in his temple. Because in the time of trouble, he shall hide me. You see, it is in the secret place that you get divine revelation concerning yourself and concerning your mandate. And until you have that revelation, you cannot move with the boldness, with your face like a flint, because you don't know your identity. You need to know who you are in Christ Jesus. So you have come according to the books. You are not competing with anyone. I gave my testimony because I was young. I remember going in the bus. We called it the White Horse. And I was giving excuses to God. And I said, I'm too young because there were senior brothers within that organization. They were leading churches. I mean, I began to mention them by name. And when I sat, there's an even younger man who sat by my side, 18-year-old, University of Cape Town. He's doing actuarial studies. And he says, Mkoma Jones, I've been hearing God saying we need to start a prayer group. And I said I was debating and asking and refusing. But now that you say it and you are way my junior, we're starting a prayer group. You see, if you don't do it, God is going to assign someone else to do it. Hallelujah, somebody. You are on assignment. I'm here to remind someone you are on assignment. And you are not competing with anyone, you are competing against yourself. What is God saying according to the books concerning your life for the year 2020 in determining the destiny of the nation of Zimbabwe and of the body of Christ? What is your portion in the whole grand scheme of things? Because if you do not understand that, you are not useful even in the hands of the Almighty. May God help you and I. John chapter 10, my sheep, they hear my voice. I put up in the slide, John chapter 15, he says, abide in me. He says, I'm the true vine. If you abide in me, if you abide in me, and my words, I abide in you. You shall ask what you will, and it shall be. You see, to the degree you are aligned and attached to the vine that is Jesus Christ, to the degree you will be fruitful. Oh, you didn't hear what I said. You need to begin to question if there's no fruitfulness in your life, if there's no productivity in your life. It might be, it might be you think you are a son of God because the call for this conference is for mature sons. Because they that received him, they were given the right to become children of God. But as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are declared to be the sons of God. So to the degree you are walking to the incline and to the nudging and to the leading of the spirit, to the degree we see your sonship. See, there are people who pity you. You've been a Christian for so long, but there is no fruit to talk about. When they ask you, pray for us, they're just trying to be kind. But as soon as you turn your back, they're busy laughing at you and they're saying, you know what? Our gods are better than her gods or his gods. What is prayer? It is communication with God. It is a two-way communication. We speak a lot when we are praying. When the psalmist in Psalm 20, which I mentioned, he speaks of waiting on the Lord, inquiring of the Lord. You come before God, you are the one who is ever speaking but never tarrying to hear the voice of God. Yet Christ says, my sheep, they hear, they listen. You see, when communication stops, abnormality sets in, and the ultimate end is death. That's what John 15, verse 6 says. You are decaying, you are dying, you are retrogressing. Paul says we are not of those that draw back unto perdition, but we are of those that advance for the salvation of our souls. Beloved, our prayers have to avail much. Because the effectual faith and prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Particularly a prayer that is authored by faith or by the word of God. Not prayers that are soulish or that are coming out of your circumstances and situations and you are responding according to the circumstances. But it's prayers that are authored by the word of God. Those are prayers that are very much. We all quote that scripture, 1 John chapter 5, this is the confidence that we have. Things should be from verse 13 to verse 14. That if we ask anything according to his will, we have a guarantee and an assurance that God hears us. And whatever we ask of, we receive. Beloved, there are prayers that the heavens are waiting for you to pray. Because like I said, you are on assignment. You are unique. You are peculiar. You were not born by accident. Our dear sister, Pastor Wazara, was saying she's 51 today. You see, she was released. She was launched at the right time. There is no mistake about what is happening in your life to the degree that we align to that and begin to usher prayers to the heavens according to the will and the purpose of God to the degree we begin to have answered prayers. What is to avail much, to succeed, to prevail, to overcome, to be able to do something, to have impact, to have an impression, to be able to accomplish much? When was the last time that your prayer accomplished much? They that come to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder. We save a rewarder, beloved. He has a reward system, and he will not violate his principles. But if we are truly saving God, we should see the reward of worshiping this God. Prayer has, I say this, prayer has to be authored in faith. Otherwise, it won't be effectual. I'll ask you to arise to your feet at this point in time. Even as we are about to transition into the next part of this message, we need to pray. Pastor told me in the Word of the Air, and even as when we began the conference, he began to rebuke us and he began to encourage and to exhort us that we need to align in our speech, in our thinking, in our perception. We need to align with the Word of God. We need to speak the Word of God and not speak our emotions. We need not describe the situation. We need to become like Abraham. He acknowledged that his body was as good as dead. But he was well persuaded that what the word was saying was coming to pass. Beloved, it is coming to pass. Oh, do not faint. Do not grow weary. It is coming to pass. These two, this two this too is coming to pass. But you and I need to persevere in the spirit in accordance with the word of God. We need to speak the word of God. We need to pray the word of God. We need to have the mind of Christ and process according to the revelation. I'll invite Pastor I even as we continue. Maybe you might not have been here the other day. I want us to repeat this prayer all of us that the Lord may help us to begin to align in our speech. Oh come on raise your hands to the heaven say heavenly father. Forgive me for the careless words that I've spoken over the last decade. Forgive me for the things that I've said about myself that were not in line with your plan for my life. I repent for using the anointing you have given me to speak falsehood based on peer pressure, culture, and my generation. Forgive me for the things that I've spoken over my children, my spouse, and my family, and my friends that were not part of your plan for their lives. Forgive me for giving voice to that which is evil instead of that which is good. Oh, come on hold your chest. Say, Purify my heart. Oh, purify my mind. I pray the fire of the Holy Ghost. Who cleans my tongue and cause me to speak your words and not my opinions or renew my mind with your word so that only your words flow out of my mouth. I pray the Holy Spirit makes me away when I'm about to say something that is not your will. According to Psalm 141 verse 3, put a guard over my mouth. And set a watch over the doors of my lips. Bring a heavy conviction over me. When I'm getting ready to say the wrong thing, let me be quickly repentant and make it right. Now, Lord, I pray that you cancel every evil declaration that I've released in the atmosphere. I do not want to eat the fruit of death from my lips. I pray these words come to nothing. Cause my mind to reflect on things that are true, things that are pure, lovely, and praiseworthy, things that are good and uplifting, honest and peaceful. Give me a new mindset the mind of Christ. With so much happening in the world, let me see the positive. In all situations, and speak that instead of what is negative, I trust you, Holy Spirit. Oh, come on, lift up those hands. I trust you, Holy Spirit, to keep me accountable. In the name of Jesus. Oh, Raba
1: Masata Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Master. Thank you, Master. Thank you, Master. Oh, come on, lift your hands. Lift your hands to Jesus. He is the King of kings. He is the Lord of lords. Thank you for, for washing us, purifying us, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Master, for your God. Thank you for the canopy of the Holy Ghost. Thank you for your presence in this place. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Master. Thank you, King of Kings. Thank you, Father, for prayers of faith. Prayers that move mountains. Thank you for prayers that touch, oh God, the heart of God. Thank you for a shift in this nation. Shift in our lives. In the mighty name of Jesus, we bless your name, oh God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come and let's give God a clap offering. Hallelujah. Praise you. Hallelujah. Uh, just for a moment, just take a seat a moment, then I'm going to ask you to stand as we pray and close out. Hallelujah. You can go ahead and take your seat for a moment, then we we, we take it forward. Hallelujah. In Luke chapter number 11, praise God. My task with Pastor Jones is is just to encourage you on prayers of faith and action. Hallelujah. In Luke chapter number 11, Jesus had finished praying, and uh, one disciple came to him and says, Lord, teach us how to pray as John has taught his disciples to pray. Hallelujah. It seems Jesus it results from prayer that his disciples begin to find out that there's a way this man operates. There's a man that rabbi operates. He goes into prayer and then he goes and do miracles. Even after the service he goes to prayer. Most pastors, we don't go to prayer after the service. Hallelujah. We say, oh, it has been a very tough morning. We actually relax, But Jesus would go back to prayer. For continuing in feeling. Hallelujah. And he gives us the Lord's prayer. But in number, chapter number five, in verse number five, the Bible says, he gives an example now of you and me that I want us to take on. Shall go pray. He says to him, and which of you shall have a friend shall go at, to, unto him at midnight and say unto him, friend, couple friend, check that. Hallelujah. Lend me three loves. Hallelujah. For a friend of mine in his journey he has come to me and I have nothing to set before him. Hallelujah. It's an inconvenient visit. Hallelujah who comes at inconvenient time, which forces you to do things at inconvenient hours. It seems like problems don't give a notice. They don't tell you. Hallelujah. Problems don't give notice. They just show up. It's like in Zimbabwe, it's one storm after the other. If you watch the headline, you can get sick every morning. You're like, where is this thing going? It seems there's no notice. They come at inconvenient hours. Hallelujah. And the Bible says, ha, you go to a friend, another friend. Hallelujah. At midnight. Hallelujah. As I was praying, I said, God, how can a grown man go at midnight to another man's for looking for bread? It seems he had searched in his home. Probably asked the wife. We have visitors at inconvenient time. Can you prepare something? And then he says, he gives that look. There is nothing. Can I, am I speaking to somebody who is coming from a place of empty where there is no Zesai in your home? Not that the Zesai is gone, but because you can't afford it. You have no Zesai, you have no gas from your house, in your house. Not that the gas is not there. It's there. $33 per, per kg. You can't afford 19 kgs at once. You live what you call a town life. Small things at every moment. You live life for the moment. So when you cooked last night, you ran out. And the visitors came. What do you do? Hallelujah. Jesus says, you go to your friend at midnight. As a mature son, as a mature man of the house, you can't watch your family and guests sleep on an empty stomach. Mature people don't leave things to chance. You act. You do something about what is happening in your house. So he goes what? At midnight. Praise God. Your amens are too small. Hallelujah, church. And he calls what? Say midnight. Say midnight. What does he do? He knocks at the door of a friend. Hallelujah. And the Bible says, hey, you answer from within and say trouble me not. Number one, the door is shut. Number two, my children are impaired. Number three, I cannot rise and help you. You have a desperate situation at home. But you have come to a friend who is saying, we are asleep. Come back tomorrow. Does that not seem like some of our prayers? Where we have prayed, but it seems like where is the response? It seems excuses are being given in your life. You have knocked doors in business. You've gone and looked for business, but it seems people are saying you've come at the wrong time. This was a, just a simple answer that you've come at the wrong time. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. But what I like is that the big friend here, he never said no. He didn't say no, he just said, We are in bed. You've come here the wrong time. Kind of. You are my friend as well. So when I say I'm asleep, you know you can understand. Come on, friends, understand each other. When you go to your friend, and you know he's a true friend. When you give you an excuse, you kind of take it. Praise the living God. But verse number eight, the Bible says, Luke 11 verse eight, the Bible says, I say unto you, though he will not rise and give you because he is a friend, yet because of his importunity, you rise and give as many as needed. Oh my God. In other words, let's take away the friendship issue aside. I am a desperate man. I have got visitors with an empty stomach. I am ashamed of going back home. On an empty stomach. Do I have people at the prayer conference. Who are ashamed of going back. Empty handed. People are even asking at your workplace. You have looked for a day off on Friday. What is it that you are bringing here. From your prayer conference. People are even mocking you. You are say You tithe and you give. They mock your God but hey, do I have somebody here who says, my brother, I've come to Kingdom Prayer Conference 2020 in the decades, now the new decades. I can't go home the same. I can no longer attend prayer meetings the same and go back home the same. I can no longer do church the same. I have got an opportunity in me persistence to a point of annoying annoying this guy began to knock the door to a point of annoyance he began to say no (laughs) you don't understand i know kids are in bed but they can still go to bed after i'm done i know you have shut the door but the door can be closed and be opened at the same time i know you have got the power to open a door and still close the door I know you are still in there, I know you are there, you say to approach the throne of grace with confidence and with boldness so that you can get grace in the time of needs. I know this friend is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. He is no longer a friend, I know in school, his friend, his name is Jesus. The Bible says I do not call you friends, I do not call you servants. But I now call you friends. Because friends. Seven, they don't know what the friend, the master is doing. But friends know what, they are, what, what, what each other is doing. Praise the living God. And the Bible goes on to say, Ha! Hallelujah. I like the message Bible. says, but I, I tell you, if you not get up because he is a friend, if you stand your ground, Knocking and waking all the neighbors, you finally get up and give you what you need. You get up, you no longer you get up. Do you know why he has to get up? He has a reputation to protect, and the Bible says he does things for his name for his name a name. He has a seal on your life. So when you come to him for prayer, when you cry in him for prayer, there is a name attached to your life. There's a seal and a stem that this is my son. This is my daughter. That's how prayer happens. We serve a God who has a name to protect. He has a reputation to protect. So he just needs people with an opportunity People with the audacity to say, I can't go home. No. No, I can't go home. No. I can't just do two hour meetings on Sunday. We you know, Pastor, we come to church. I'm a pastor. I know people. They arrive at church just about the offering time. Praise and worship is done. Hallelujah. Just before they wait sometimes. Boom. But if you take too long in that one hour, They still run away. They're saying, You are true. We are known for celebration. We know we must do on time. He doesn't know what time he started. But he's saying, You've gone overboard. It's just 30 minutes. That's why you have not be don't have doors in your life. You don't have quantity of time. As well as the quality of time in prayer. In 2020, there's need for quantity and equality of time in prayer with your God. To a point of annoyance, you become an annoying prayer person. You pray so much that you become so boring and so annoying that people will say, oh, no, 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 it's too much. This guy says, you know what, <laughs> let's give him the bread, open the door, because even the, his kids... We're going to say, Daddy, there is your friend by the door. How can we help you, Daddy? It seems to me the angels are saying, you know what? Ah!" (laughs) God Almighty, there are people at KPC 2020 gathered a celebration center. There's somebody there who's refusing to go home. Is it not enough time for you to dispatch angels on her behalf? To deal with their marriage situation. My God, can you turn around that business of that man? He can't go home and spend all the time on the outer. It seems to me that's the breed of people required in this hour. People who stay. You must pray until you sense the breakthrough has come. You must stay at the presence of God until you receive the breakthrough. You see... Faith is now. Faith is now. Even if you haven't seen it, you must receive it. You must receive it. Even if you have not touched it, you must receive it. This guy, I believe, was saying, you know what? The reason I am not going to other people and knock on their doors is because this door and this friend has everything I need. Some of you run around to ngangas. You have been to my post story. We know you. We know your profiles. We know them. Where you are trying to find something to change the confusion in your life. But this afternoon, may we be one focused on our God. Singular focus. Undiluted and unfocused on that door. And say, until he opens that door, I'm not going to leave. Praise the living God. Hallelujah. The Bible says, now unto him who is able to do what? Exceedingly, abundantly, above all. That you can think or what? Imagine. According to the power that is at work within you. The power of faith, the power of persistence in you. He will grant you what you require. I tell you, this guy, he says, okay, how much do you need? He said, three loaves, I'm going to give you a dozen. And besides, you can't have bread alone. What else do you need? What other extras do you need? I think the butter and the eggs are required. Oh, you are now eating meat after the prayer conference. Also, the meat is here. Come on, brothers and sisters. I believe your God is not going just to give you what you have asked him for. He will give you much more than what you have sought him for. I believe in this season, God will open and will surprise you. God will surprise you with an avalanche of blessings, an avalanche of miracles, an avalanche of things in your life. I believe God is about to surprise somebody. If God is about to move somebody. He is able to do it. He has done it again and he will continue to do it again. Though your beginning was more, your latter will be greater than your former. The days of small beginnings are ends. Great is your victory now in this season, in this new decade. I prophesy to somebody in this place. You want to buy a property, I want to speak to you right now. You have gone to them, they said we are not selling. Can I tell you something? You had not opened the door in prayer. As you open doors in prayer, they will sell. And somebody is selling tonight. You are selling a property. They are saying there's no market. Can I tell you something? There's nothing like that. Whose reports do you believe? There's a report of a higher God who is saying your property now can be sold. Bring it to me in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Bring it to me. Bring it to me. Open and access the doors. The Bible says, call upon me. Jeremiah 33 verse 3. And I'll show you great and mighty things you do not know about. You think he knows so much about economics and whatever. No, you don't know. He knows greater things that are are, are, are stored up for you tonight. Praise the living God. I prophesy to somebody this this afternoon. Oh God, you have labored like Hannah. You are barren in your life. You have no children in your marriage. People are saying things and I prophesy and I speak and I say may it be done unto you. What you have asked for from this prayer conference next year you come back and say for this child I prayed for this child I labored for this business pastor I prayed for it I asked the heaven for it I went yonder I knocked doors that went shut in my life and I begin to I begin to access come and stand up to your feet right now pastor Jones will you join me here Kiza ya unda, Moundenda usake unda, unduruka suturuma unda, Mata lusu usoko arunda kete, Malianda runda lusutumbe, Siandorokotia tatalabakaya, Kiandoroba basuta. Oh, our season of accessing hidden things from a friend. Kunda raba suta rabakaya. Oh, come and lift your hands to Jesus. Kiba maran raba suta rabakaya. Breakthrough Oh in business Breakthrough In finances Breakthrough In marriages Breakthroughs Upon our children Breakthroughs In our health Breakthroughs In our lives Breakthroughs In everything we do We decree And we declare Shifts Lift your hands like you have no dignity. Lift your hands. Kiba maliata. Oh, you know. People depend on you. Kiba maranda la bakaya. Rida la masuta la bakosa. Kiba maranda la bakosa. Shiba maranda la bakaya. Kiba maranda la Kiba maranda la baruta. Oh, we bless your name. We bless your name. Come on, pray. Grape that child. Grape it. Pull that thing in the heavens. Come on, declare your house is sold. Your property is sold. A property is coming to you. Favor is coming to you. Increase is coming to you. Oh, there are shifts. There are shifts. There are shifts. Oh, we've decreed. Mandala bakaya. Matata la barutata. Randa la barunda la bakia tata Kiba Maria and the lagata lagata Manta la barrianda la bakota Manta la barata Oh, we bless your name We bless your name We bless your name Thank you, Master In Jesus name In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Join the hands with the person next to you as we close out. Oh, we thank you, Master, for breakthroughs, for increase, for dominion and territories, for favor and abundance. We agree for breakthroughs, healings and favors, increase, and testimonies. Thank you for Kingdom prayer conference. Testimonies. Hallelujah, God bless
0: you. Thanks for listening. For more teachings and videos, visit celebrationmen.org.